Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. We're learning how public schools in Montgomery County and D.C. plan to handle COVID testing this year. Blood donors can help decide a battle of the badges between first responders Friday. I'm Christy King. We had today of gains on Wall Street, slight movement, closing bell. The Dow was up 19, NASDAQ grabbed 27, the S&P picked up 10. Good morning, welcome in, 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. The Department of Justice has a week to decide what should and should not be made public in the affidavit of probable cause that justified a controversial FBI search. CBS's Nicole Skanga at the courthouse in Florida. A federal judge who first authorized the FBI's search of former President Donald Trump's Florida home said he could release parts of a key document behind it. The judge saying Thursday portions of the probable cause affidavit could be released to the public in a move that might help explain law enforcement's decision to retrieve boxes of documents from Mar-a-Lago. A top Trump organization official has made a deal with prosecutors. CBS's Catherine Herridge has that. In a Manhattan court, the former chief financial officer of the Trump organization pleaded guilty to not paying taxes on almost $2 million in compensation. My chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg. In pleading guilty, Alan Weisselberg acknowledged conspiring with the Trump organization to evade taxes, and he could be called to testify as early as this fall. The Trump organization called Weisselberg a, quote, fine and honorable man, claiming he was harassed, persecuted, and threatened in a politically motivated prosecution. The Biden administration is ramping up its fight against the monkeypox virus. CBS's Natalie Brand with more on that. The CDC director is also urging everyone to take steps to avoid risk of exposure during this outbreak. Temporarily reducing or avoiding behaviors that increase your risk of monkeypox exposure is important, especially between your first and second doses of vaccine. I know it's going to spread like wildfire, and uh, it's good that we get protected uh, sooner than later. Health officials also say next week they will boost the supply of a drug that can be used to treat monkeypox infections, making 50,000 courses of T-pox available where outbreaks are most severe. Efforts continue to avoid a nuclear catastrophe in Ukraine. More from CBS's Pamela Falk. The U.N. chief had traveled to Ukraine to help pave the way for nuclear inspectors to visit the largest nuclear plant in Europe and to make sure the U.N. brokered Black Sea grain deal keeps exporting the millions of tons of grain that had been stuck in port. And Ukraine's president and the U.N. chief agreed on Thursday on arrangements for an inspection of the plant. Deshaun Watson has reached a settlement with the NFL. He's agreed to serve an 11-game unpaid suspension, pay a $5 million fine rather than risk missing his entire first season as quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. 
You listen to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather in your car. But what about when you're not behind the wheel? Download the WTOP News app to listen wherever you are. Eating breakfast, out for a run, or at work. Plus, sign up for news alerts, create a personalized news feed, and register for rewards. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment with the WTOP app. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. WTOP at 203. Good Friday morning, August 19th, 2022. Welcome in. Very partly cloudy this overnight early morning. By daybreak, lows in the 60s and 70s in parts of the area. Up a degree, we're at 67 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. Indeed, Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your Friday morning ride. Stopping the local stories we are looking at for you as we head into this day together. We begin with a man dead this morning locally after a shooting that happened Thursday afternoon inside the mall at Prince George's in Hyattsville. As a member of this community, I'm angry. Hyattsville City Police Chief Jared Towers noting the shooting is the second homicide at the Mall of Prince George's this year. A man whom he described as a young adult was shot and killed a little after 4 p.m. near the food court. He says the shooting was not random and there is no active threat, but... Ongoing efforts are already in place today to ensure that security is, is uh, ramped up over the next couple of days and, and moving forward. Towers said Prince George's County homicide detectives will take the lead on the investigation. And we will bring justice to this case and to this victim and their family. Sarah Jacobs, WTOP News. Meantime, word this Friday morning of an arrest made in the deadly shooting that happened after a Juneteenth event in D.C. The person who pulled the trigger, according to D.C. police, is a 15-year-old boy. That teen is accused of firing the shots after the annual Mochella event that took place on 14th and U Street. Killed in the shooting was 15-year-old Chase Poole of D.C. A police officer and two others were hurt as well. The shooting happened after police shut down the unpermitted event after a fight broke out. Police are not identifying the teen who was arrested. They only say he's from Northeast D.C. and that he's charged with first-degree murder while armed. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP News time, now 205. A Fairfax County public school counselor is out of a job this morning after the school system apparently found out he's been convicted of solicitation of prostitution from a minor outside the county. The counselor worked at Glasgow Middle in Lincolnia. In a letter to families this week, Fairfax County Public School Superintendent Michelle Reed says there is no indication that any Fairfax County children or FCPS students were involved. Reed further says an investigation by an independent third party has been launched to figure out how this happened after that investigation is done, Reed says she will announce a plan to ensure a situation like this never happens again. In addition to firing the counselor, the school district is asking the state to revoke the man's license. WTOP at 206. Parents and school leaders alike in our region are keeping a close eye on COVID-19 rates as we wait for Omicron-specific booster shots to become available in just a few weeks. The first school bell in Montgomery County is set to go off on August 29th, marking the start of a new school year. Well, this week, the county reports its COVID-19 transmission rate is low, and the White House says new boosters that target the Omicron variant should be available to teens in a few short weeks. In the meantime, the CDC says students in high-rate areas should continue wearing face coverings in class and on school buses. Right now, Arlington County has a medium spread rate, Fairfax and Loudoun Counties, and Washington, D.C are low. Gigi Barnett, WTOP News. Public schools in Montgomery County and D.C. spelling out their COVID protocols as both school systems get ready to start fall classes on the same day, August 29th. 
Montgomery County first. The public schools there not planning routine COVID testing of students, but they do plan to conduct testing at strategic times related to high-risk activities, such as after-school breaks or when there's an increase in cases, they say, in a particular school, and students who have COVID symptoms at school will also be tested. Situation a little different this morning. We're finding out in D.C. public schools where students there will still need to take a COVID test before the first day of classes. Rapid test kits will be distributed, we're told, next week. Students are asked to pick up a test kit at their school. Students in grades K through 12 will need to take a COVID test on Sunday, August 28th, and pre-K students will need to take their test on Wednesday, August 31st.